Hey guys, welcome all to Photography Insights, the show that normally goes behind the scenes with people in the photography industry. But as we are in the middle of this coronavirus, so I thought I'd put something together so we can help document what is going on in everybody's lives during this uh, horrific time. Um, I've already put a couple out, but what I intend to do is um, showcase a few different people and talk about this from their point of view so you get a very real um, version of what's going on in different places around the world and um, I hope you are all taking it as seriously as some of us are um, it's very very dangerous place to be at the minute it's a whole new world for most of us and um, we don't know what's coming we don't know when decisions are changing about uh, the lockdown in the UK. Uh, we hear that the number of infected people is going slightly down or is not uh, moving up. So that's a good thing. Uh, but obviously there's going to be a high number of deaths for a little while. So um, I wanted to present to you um, a couple of really nice guys. Uh, one of them who's already been on the show in the past uh, as a model who lives in a large city in the UK. And I also wanted to present a view from a guy who's uh, only just recently into photography, a couple of years in now. Uh, he's doing really, really well. And he lives in Grimsby on the East Coast, uh, what's traditionally a port town. So I thought it, it's nice to get different perspectives of people, situations, and I hope it gives you something to think about. So Marius, um, the model, um, presents a very different view living in a city to someone like Paul, who's a family man with two kids, and uh, different job situations, uh, and a wholly different life. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope you get something out of it. Um, please do obviously check out um, their work. Uh, I have put links in the show notes as usual. And I'll try and get this published on the website as well. Um, but at the minute, obviously, as you all know, I don't know what's going on uh, in life at the minute. Um, I thought the main thing is really to get this um, content out there for now sort of thing. So, without further ado, please welcome Marius and Paul. Uh, welcome everybody to a special one-off show. Um, we're all in this COVID coronavirus thing together, so I thought I'd just put something out there for you all. And I've got with me a model and a photographer at the minute. Uh, I've got Marius, uh, the model, and I've got Paul Lockley from Grimsby in the UK. Hi guys. Hello. Hey. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, on this uh, weeknight. Welcome. Um, it, it's obviously something we've been uh, discussing in our group, so um, it's something I'm really keen on. It's this idea of um, having a bit of therapy for, for the photography community. And obviously these two guys stepped forward and said they'd like to be involved in this chat. Um, so we're going to present a little bit about COVID from two different people's point of view. So um, 
if we shake uh, an invisible coin, and there's the flip, and <laughs> Marius goes first. <laughs> Why does that matter? Surprise! He's <laughs> <laughs> no shy. He's not a shy guy um, by any means, are you, mate? I'm very shy. Oh, help, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> So I think you both know that's a load of rubbish. So, yeah. <laughs> right. What do you want to know? So, um, obviously, um, well, let's start off. You've been losing a lot of weight. Um, you've talked about this previously in your interview. We see it in your feed. How is a simple little thing like that affected by corona to you? It's affected a lot, if I'm being honest. Uh, from a health-wise, gyms are closed. I can't keep my fitness up, uh, but I'm doing it at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I've gone out for my exercise. Uh, so, in a sense, yeah, I'm saving money, but the equipment I've got at home is not the same as, uh, as at the gym. Mm -hmm. uh, Professional-wise, uh, I've lost a lot. A lot, a lot of work. Uh, every single one of my shoots has been cancelled. Uh, and it's affected people, especially on, like, obviously, in work-wise, in the retail industry, in model industry, it's affected every single aspect of the industry, yeah. of industries. Uh, so, in that perspective, it's absolutely mental. Uh, from I was supposed to be on a shoot in Blackpool on Saturday and um, that is uh, that is a dual shoot mm -hmm. uh, and obviously hotel booked everything booked all ready to go because obviously Corona yeah. uh, I was supposed to be at uh, Stoke and Trent last Sunday, somebody just gone. I was supposed to be in Birkenhead yesterday, obviously, couldn't. Uh, I was supposed to be in a shoot with you uh, next week. God, yeah, that's unbelievable. Isn't it? And I was supposed to be on another shoot the week after with another model. And it was not, I think it was a group one, actually. Being honest, yeah, it was. Uh, I've had so many cancellations, so many, and it's absolutely mental, it really is. But it's all the way of keeping ourselves safe, being honest. So, I'd rather lose a few shoots yeah. than lose my life, in a sense. Yeah, I, I think that's a good attitude. I mean, like even your gym though, mate, yes, you can work at home, but how different is your motivation now, like two weeks in? Because obviously a couple of days in, one week in, is, it's all right, something different, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've been getting a bit down. Yeah. I'm literally have to force myself up. So it's like I've been sitting down looking at these four walls. It's like, what now? I want to go for a shoot. Or, hold on, can't, sorry. The uh, corona. It's like, okay. 
So it's your motivation is there, but you literally have to force yourself into it, and you get into a sort of trap. Mm-hmm. Because it reminds me of something I used to do years ago, and lose your motivation, depression starts kicking in, depressive eating starts getting in, and by the time not, I'm over 22 stone again. Yeah. It's not, and um, so you're always fighting a battle, and life. It's all part of life. life is all about challenges. This is more than challenges. And it's one of the biggest challenges you ever go for. Yeah, and we're still, you know, you don't know how far away. We might be halfway through it. We might be near the end. You just don't know, do you? Exactly. And, but, life always finds a way. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's one of them, it's unfortunate that it's happened it really is but I know we will get through it yeah I've had people messaging me saying I'm really down things like that so right just take a step back just relax a little bit mm-hmm. and it's like let's talk about this and obviously it helped helped them out and things like that yeah and if I'm being honest with you, like it's the attitude that I've got is life is really into the unknown. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's gonna happen. Every second of every minute of every day. And obviously it's all part of the adventure of life. And once you know that, obviously know that from one part to another you make every single second, every minute of every day count. And once you got that, you conquered it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do get it's hard and all that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And it's not one of them where people say, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing that, oh, I'm doing the other. And I'm literally helping people. That's good. Um, what I'm doing is like, obviously, with my images and things like that. Uh, obviously, I'm going through like cold images, like some new images, type of things, sorting them all out, sorting out my page, mm-hmm. sorting out my Instagram. And that's keeping me busy. Yeah. And obviously, like with you, with you guys, I've been in. Open communications of you. Mm-hmm. I've been open open communications with Paul. Yeah. I've been in open communications with other photographers like Stephen Sheridan from Children's Photography, mm-hmm. Stephen Plant from Stephen Plant's Photography, uh, Steve Wilkinson. Uh, obviously, and all obviously the list goes on. Yeah. And like the models what I work on, work well work with. And it may open come open communications all the time. And I know that this COVID is not gonna last forever. Yeah. It's not fact. But 
we've just got to be there for each other. And that's what it's all about. That's what life is all about. Help each other. Now this is like a totally different side that people see, like this, like in the images from vampire images and things like that, from gangster images, from the other images, you know what I mean? What I do. Yeah. Well, so obviously, I am actually a nice guy. Yeah. And obviously, you've worked for me, Paul, Paul's worked for me. You know, you both know how I take, you know what exactly what I'm like. Yeah. I'm always about banter, having a laugh, having a ball. And it's all about fun. And obviously you've got to keep that professionalism, but you incorporate professionalism into your fun. Yeah, of course you do. Well no, I think I think that's really nice mate and um it's nice that some of us can do positive things to help each other. Uh obviously the the group that I've set up, we've invited quite a lot of people now and, you know, even me just doing these daily tasks, I know it keeps people busy. Um, you can see people following them and doing some of the things I've asked and um, at the end of the day, it's, it's only there for a laugh and um, I, I'm glad it can just help a few people. So, I mean... Paul, I mean, you look at your situation. So, yeah, we're all dads, but um, it's different for you. I work in IT, so um, my work hasn't changed. But for you, it's drastically changed, hasn't it, mate? It has, yeah. Um, what was that? From, from last year up until August, the end of August last year, I was a mobile tire Okay. go out to various different places, people's houses, different sites, motorway work. And then, I, I don't know what it was, something just wasn't right. Something wasn't right at that time in my life. So I changed jobs. Uh, and I went to work on one of the sites that I knew very well. I knew all the managers, I knew quite a lot of the staff. Um, so I kind of just slotted straight in. Um, between September and the beginning of March, I was doing 40, 50 hours a week. Um, even though I was on a zero hour contract from an agency, I was working 40, 50 hours a week. And I got that every single week mm -hmm. um, and then my boy he got signs of coronavirus symptoms of coronavirus um, so I had to I had no choice but to self-isolate um, again as, it, as we said earlier I spoke with my manager at the agency and he wanted me to go into work. Now, looking back, that was very irresponsible to say, but at the same time, it lost a lot of dryness. So I can kind of see where it's coming from, but from a health point of view, not just mine, but like the whole site, the whole port, I am. Um, 
for the best aspect with one of the top We'll see two weeks. So I went home, self-isolated for two weeks. It's very, very hard two weeks. I kids, family. So we're saying my little ones, they always need to be outside. They always need to be doing something. Um, playing on the park. They can't do that now. Yeah. Um, going to visit friends and family. Obviously, they, they can't do that. We are literally uh, a family of four and we've got to stay between the four of us just so either we're not catching the virus, we're not passing the virus on. Um, it is very, very hard and very difficult. Where Hoping not too bad. Touch wood. Mm. We're, we're keeping them as high as we can. But a lot of people, um, from what I've seen, because we, where I live, we live across the road from shops. Uh, okay. We're getting kids going to the shops for bread and milk, where they're going out, they're touching things. They're obviously putting fingers in the mouths and washing hands. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, we're trying to be as responsible as we can. Hmm. But then you've got other people that are just like completely not bothered. Yeah, so obviously, it, you know, it's a bigger thing for us to be parents and keeping in good standards and following guidelines and stuff. But, um, we are human, we make mistakes, um, but I think the other side is we, we have to keep positive and you know both, uh, both Maris talked about this idea of talking with people and you're trying things like um, doing raw reddits with people. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, it was something that I saw on a, a photography group on Facebook and hmm. I just thought, yeah, why not? I've taken, I, I don't rate myself as a brilliant photographer, but I have taken some really good pictures, really good photos, really good images. And it's, it's just a case of swapping those raw images with photographers. Uh -huh. um, and then just keeping yourself busy, even if it's just half an hour or an hour out of your day, just to try and relax a little bit and immerse yourself in something different yeah obviously we can't go out we can't shoot we can't do our own edits yeah so it's for me it's been more a case of i can still do edits on something that's fresh to me and keeping myself that little bit busy yeah mm. um the raw images that I've shared, I've had some absolutely brilliant stuff back. That's good. Um, and again, I hope the photographers that I've done their work on, again, are saying the same. They're pointing yeah. out little bits and pieces that I've missed, um, that they picked up on, but mm. 
it's what's what's the word it's kind of broadening the horizon and opening your eyes to something that normally you would overlook if that yeah. makes sense yeah totally mate yeah yeah i i had the same experience uh last year i tried it with jay good and uh, rahim mustafa yeah uh, where we pitted us three against a professional retoucher yeah and you know it was a great experiment because i i don't mind throwing myself in at these things because i know i'm poor editor yeah and um, people like Rahim, that like he works in video for people like BBC, so I know his standards are high. <laughs> Very. So yeah. getting him to judge mm -hmm. was a great thing, and uh, even when Jay had a go, go, you know, he could point out mistakes that the retoucher had done, and um, then Rahim saying, um, you know, this is where you maybe should look at touching up. This is maybe something you could do, and. It's amazing because you can't always improve yourself without someone helping you. No. And I, you really and, um, yeah, and I think that's a lesson in life, not just photography. Yeah, no. Was one of Jay Good's um, images, I mean, we, we've swapped quite a bit recently. Um, cool. I've got 50 odd of his to let me have a play with. Um, as I've been doing them, I've been sending them to him um, and then he's had a look at him and I really really do write Jay's work yeah I look up to Jay like I don't know somebody <laughs> would look up to the moon for example yeah Jay Jay in my eyes is absolutely superb he really is yeah. he really yeah. is. totally agree that one he's amazing he is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's one of the best in of, uh, of all the groups and photographers I know yeah. for editing. Um, he does a lot of shoots, but he still comes up with new ideas. He does. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely awesome. I love Jay's people. Yeah, Jay. Jay sent me fifty of his raw images mm -hmm. that I've had a play with. Now I don't have any fancy things like Photoshop or Lightroom or anything like that. It is just purely what I can do off of my phone or tablet through mm. Google Photos or Snapseed. That, yeah. They're the, they're the only two um, editors that I use. And so I'll put my pieces on them and then I'll fire them back off to him and he'll either, yeah, I like that, or maybe it could have done this, maybe it could have done that. But yeah, it's it's something. Just trying to keep busy, just trying to like kind of pass the time rather than obviously watch YouTube videos. I've spent hours and hours and hours on YouTube videos trying uh -huh. to, uh, trying to get better. But for me, I'd rather do something than watch. If that makes sense, I've been more hands on. Yeah, I, I do learn more hands-on than I do from sitting and watching. So, from a photography aspect, I have tried different bits and pieces. Um, I've been around the house. 
numerous times and I just can't find any inspiration anywhere. And I just kind of take a step back and then look at what's around me. And my little girl, she was playing with Lego one day and then I just picked out little figures. She's got a doctor, she's got a, a policeman um, and I just kind of put all the like kind of key worker kind of people together mm -hmm. um, and just had a little play about and I tried to make the best of a bad situation being stuck at home not being able to go out not being able to shoot yeah trying, oh. to, trying to keep those creative juices flowing yeah I think it's a really hard thing that everyone's got their sort of finite limit where um, boredom, repetition sets in and it affects everybody where they probably can't get out of it and you need that exterior help and sometimes it's got to be in person. Um, phone calls are very useful and things like this at the minute. Um, I don't know, I think um, some of us will just have to survive by human contact. Yeah, human contact, I, I do completely agree with. I, I mean, one of the things that I've done last week, again, just to keep myself busy, but also for something for when the coronavirus, um, not that we're free from it, but we're able to go out, we're able to go and chat with our friends. I've arranged like a group of them over to Grimsby. And I've invited quite a lot of the photographers that I know, the models that I know, just as a great big kind of celebration. Just so we can all come together, we can all have a laugh and just sort of kind of like a taking a deep breath sighing and just letting all the stresses all the worries go yeah yeah i can't that's, wait to watch something yeah. that i've arranged it's a good idea and it's nice to look forward in that sense and quite a lot of people have been following the guidelines from the government okay so we've got that but with people having big massive dock off parties yeah it's like what are you doing yeah it's and it's, it's so many uh, young people as well it's so surprising yeah and it's like why are you doing this hmm. i mean it just it just shocks me it really shocks me. Why are you doing this? What? What? Why can't you wait until all this is over? Yeah. I just don't understand the. I don't know. I really don't understand the morals. I don't understand why we're doing it. But it's like it's people are out, not following it. I'm making this coronavirus 
spread out even more. Yeah. And it from slowing down. I know it's. It's people like that what's spoil it for all, all of us lot who actually are following by the rules. Well, guide. Well, yeah, rules guidelines. So exactly the same. What the governments have set. And I really don't understand it. And yeah, I mean, one of the big issues is obviously we've done this self-isolating. It's really, really helping. We think um, the number of people getting infected is hopefully stagnating into or declining. I think the cases are the cases are stagnating, and the daily death rate is slowly dropping. Yeah. The last two days they have dropped. Thankfully, and they're, they're saying we think most of this is down to um, distancing. And I think they said today that actually the, the closure of the schools has actually been no effect. Yeah, no, I did is, hear that. Which is what you think yeah. in a way, isn't it? Because they are so uh, minimal risk compared to us. Yeah, it's like uh, be from one aspect to another it's like i totally agree with what you're saying about the school's closing and things like that yeah you know what i mean and it's like uh, it's like i've got kids as well yeah. you know what i mean i've not seen my kids since all this started yeah uh, thankfully i've had i've had them on facetime well I've been speaking to him on FaceTime, like, had a bit of a chat with him, and uh, we're just going through homework together, so that's nice. Mm. But it's not the same. <laughs> no. It really isn't. Uh, and it's like, from a hopefully, it is slowing down. I really do hope that. But like, like I said to you, but. It's like, obviously, like, the better people, they obviously from like the better of all of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, obviously, and hopefully, we can get the country back on track again because the country is now will probably start going through a recession first. People have not got money. Yeah. Nothing like that. So it's nothing to worry about. Another thing as well to worry about uh, through self-isolation, but I'd rather be have uh, be down or something like that than not on the earth. Hmm. Uh, but people got have agoraphobia, you know what I mean? So it's not helping out with people's mental health. Yes, that's why. I, that's why, obviously, I'm getting out to people saying like. Listen, you can do this. Every single faith you can do this. And like I said to you before, life is full of challenges. Hmm. And this is one of them. But it's like it's like what I said to uh, I said to you before. That, that's when you jumped out. <laughs> hmm. uh, I can't wait for this shoot going up for Paul's organising. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got some great ideas up the night. Yeah, it, it's just one massive... It, it's not even planned... All right, granted, it's, it's a shoot, 
but it's more planned as a just a massive party <laughs> just to say that we can be together in groups yeah we can beat this yeah yeah and that's the thing mate it's keeping positive so we think there's going to be changes we think mental health is going to be a big thing and like you say agoraphobia things like that are going to come out there's probably going to be um a bit of a recession in the sense because obviously we're going to have to spend uh, we're going to have to lend our way out of trouble to help pay everyone's wages um so we're in for big changes guys aren't we we are yeah it's, it's not even everybody's wages i mean this week the government has said that they're going to wipe the NHS debt, which is $13.7 or something like that. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a massive debt, and the government is just wiping it clean. Yeah. That money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And we've got nearly a million people claiming um, unemployment wages. Yeah. Um, what is it, universal credit or something? Yeah. Nearly a million yeah. people in two weeks. And self-employed are claiming, yeah, and and it's now common. It isn't this case of maybe one in a hundred people were unemployed. Now it's a lot. It is. Yeah, it's a huge, huge number. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm grateful that I have a job and the career I'm in. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be very grateful we live in a country that looks after us physically and um financially sort of thing yeah um, the thing is like we all look out for each other yeah and it, like it's part of the community like what we're in as well you know so it's like if like for example if i, I see like one of the photographer mates struggling mm-hmm. you know what I mean? uh i was like oh they're like what a brewery something like that like at an event what we're doing well, i don't say come on mate let's go for a brew come on mate let's go something lunch yeah i can say like i'm a little brat for it i'm a i'm a little brat for, for getting to eat on <laughs> you know what i mean a classic classic example but it's like uh assume i think it was with you paul uh i think it was a help hero shoot I think it was you said, have you eaten? Said, Probably. I think it was you. And I said, oh, sugar, no, I've not. I forgot. I said, right, go on, let's get something to eat. Yeah. And that's not thing about me out. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, that, mate. I've forgotten. You know what I mean? So we all help each other out. Yep. Yeah. And we're all there for each other. And it's part of the community what we are in. Yeah. So it's a big, massive, well, I call people say it's a community, but I say family. It is. It is. A, we are family. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we are family. And it it's something I'm keen on pushing through this group and this idea of, you know, we can be a global community because this virus holds no boundaries, and um, obviously the podcast for me is the best way because I know people from around the globe are listening. Uh, you know, you've you know you've met a few of them through the group. People like Ashley in Australia, um, Paul in LA. Uh, there's like 
Bob on the East Coast, um, and it's great that these are all listening because we've got to talk about our experiences to our localities, haven't we? Yeah, totally. It's like uh, just this morning, I had a message on Instagram. If I ever visit the US, uh, feel free to like pop pop me a message and we'll do a shoot together. It's fantastic. Cool. Thank you. And this guy's a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? Hopefully, like, one time, I actually will have a way to go over to the US. Yeah. Uh, I love the USA. I really do. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I put on my goals in life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a nice place, mate. I've always wanted to visit. I've got quite a few friends in the US. And it's amazing. It really is. Like, the Americans, like, obviously, they call us a mother country. Hmm. And for some reason, they love our accent. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I've really not got a clue. Like, I was like on a, a game of mass multiplayer online game called Elite Dangerous hmm. a few months ago. And I have this guy and he's like, Where are you from? He said, Yes. He said, He's like, uh, Finland. What what? I'm not from Finland. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Just when they have a Finnish accent, but fair enough, no problem, <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously. But no mate, I'm from the UK because and he's saying to his wife, he said, oh, brilliant, I'm talking to a guy from the UK. He's like, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, I was just like in massive shock. <laughs> so it's like, said, obviously, I don't speak Queen's English, not at all. But obviously, with my accent, it's broader than Canadian. And... We all have a laugh together, and we're like I said, poor like our family. It is a happy family. It is a massive, great community that we all live in, and it's that drive what brings us forward. So, the thing is about history; it always repeats itself. Yeah, and this is one of pure examples. Now, you know what? We've got one thing in common. We've all survived and we all got through it. Yeah. No doubt we will get through this. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. And you know what? That's what it's all about. We will get through this. We are fighters. We fought through many things during so many years, thousands of years. You know what? We got through it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think um, I want to probably finish up and just say, um, you know, where we are at the minute. So we are recording this actually on the 7th of April, um, for anyone listening. Um, anyone around the world, you are experiencing slightly different rules and regulations about the virus and um, healthcare slightly different. You know, <clears throat> I'm watching the news all the time. I'm seeing the issues. Um, our country is very different to others. Um, you know, we're all praying for everyone in America, aren't we, guys, at the minute? 
Right, yeah, totally. Um, well, we feel for you. Um, you know, you, you live in such tight communities with so many people close together. We can see what's happening in New York and, you know, like our figures are nothing. I mean, t uh, as of yesterday, there was 5,500 dead, which is obviously awful. And we've got 51,000 tested positive. But then, as I was saying to Maris a few minutes ago, you know, you guys in America, you had 24,000 cases just today, and 12,000 died in total. So you've had 1,500 people die in a day. Wow. Which, you know, you have to be scared of this, and you have to be sensible, don't we? It's crazy. Like, it really is. Yeah. It's not crazy. even. It's not even an outbreak. It's not even a virus. It is a global pandemic. Yeah. It really is. It's a dangerous part, and people. Unfortunately, people are dying. So keep your social distancing. Keep to your government and president or whatever guidelines what you've been set out for because they're not there just to take Mick out of. They are there to keep you alive. You've got to have you've got to do this. Because yeah, it's you don't know what it's going to do. And yeah, just keep yourself alive. Follow your government. Follow your president. Follow their leads for your country. You've got to do this. Yeah. Do it for yourselves. Do it for your do it for your children, your wives, parents, That's grandparents. Parents, yeah, parents, grandparents. Do it for everyone. Because unfortunately, it is a killer. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, it's really good of you to take part. Um, it, you know, for me to do this, um, like I said to you, I, I stopped the podcast, but I felt I had to do something, and it, the, this is part of me recording it. Um, I've always said I wanted to do a bit of documentary stuff, and you know, listening to you two's obviously part of the story. Listening to other people around the world um, is another part of it and I can't talk about it too much because it gets me a bit upset to be honest so uh, I'll end it here if that's alright guys oh, that's fine yeah. Problem. Uh, yeah. thank you so much and uh, obviously we'll have this for the future and um, hopefully we can talk about more joyful things in the future guys oh we definitely will definitely <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we sure will yeah, yeah. we sure will right Thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you too.